Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey there, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. This is your old host, Jen. And yes, I am officially old because today is my birthday. But yeah, I am still working on my birthday and I am completely okay with that. I actually really, really enjoy uh, everything that I'm doing with the coloring books and with this podcast. And I just really enjoy my job. I couldn't be more blessed on my birthday than I am now. So thank you guys so much for this amazing experience I've been able to experience because of you guys. I really do appreciate it. And also send me a message. Let me know when your birthdays are. I know I have a lot of very faithful listeners on this podcast who have been listening all the way since the beginning in my very first horrible uh, sound quality episodes that I used to do. Let me know when your birthdays are. Send me a message over Facebook and tell me and maybe just maybe when your birthday comes around, I will give you a shout out and be like, hey, happy birthday. But enough talk about birthdays. We are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 17 verses 1 through 13 today. This is about the transfiguration of Jesus. So grab your cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John his brother, and brought them up into a high mountain by themselves. He was changed before them. His face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as the light. Behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, let's make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were very afraid. Jesus came and touched them and said, Get up and don't be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Don't tell anyone what you saw until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. His disciples asked him, saying, Then why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered them, Elijah indeed comes first and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has come already, and they didn't recognize him, but did to him whatever they wanted. Even so, the Son of Man will also suffer by them. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them, of John the Baptizer. Starting out in verse 1 of this chapter, Jesus, it says, after six days took three of his disciples with him up to this very high mountain, Peter, James, and then John, who was, I believe, James's brother. And he took them up to this high mountain. Now, they're not exactly sure which high mountain this was, but it was probably a mountain in that region that was high enough that people didn't typically go there all the time. So Jesus takes three of his disciples, and it's interesting that he chose these three, because if you remember Matthew chapter 16, his disciples had finally 
believed that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah, and they admitted it to Jesus. Peter specifically admitted it, that he believed that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. This was the first time that this had really come out of the disciples' mouths. I don't think they actually believed this entire time that Jesus was actually the Messiah or the Christ, They probably just thought that Jesus was this great teacher who was a prophet, who had miracles, uh, similar to maybe um, Elijah or one of the other prophets, just like that. But finally, Peter and some of the other disciples actually have a good grasp of who Jesus was. He was the Messiah. So it says, after this realization, Jesus takes these three disciples up to this high mountain And he was changed before them. And it's not just the word changed. It was transfigured. So this was more than just a change in appearance. This was a complete and total 100% change. So Jesus was just showing his complete glory to his disciples up there on that high mountain. This was who Jesus was. He was full of glory. And he was finally showing this to these three disciples. And it says that his garments became as white as the light and his face shone like the sun. This is a very consistent description when we hear about God's glory all throughout scriptures. All of the different authors that authored the Bible still have this very similar description of seeing Jesus in his glory or someone who is in the presence of God. For example, Moses, it says Moses's face shone when he was in God's presence. And that was in, I'm not exactly sure where that's at, but that was in one of the um, Levitical books of the Bible. And um, when Moses came down from the mountain after seeing God and speaking with God for a while, his face was glorious, like it shone. And the people were so afraid of Moses that Moses had to cover up his entire face with a veil as to not freak out the people because of his, his glowing face. So this is very, very consistent with glory. In the Bible, anytime glory is mentioned, it typically is described like this. No matter which author it was, it was typically described as face glowing and garments become white as light. So white that bleach can't even make garments this white. It was white, white. And there was a similar description like this in Revelations as well. John was the one who had authored Revelations. And when he saw Jesus, he said something very similar, that his garments were super, super white. So my point is, this is just a very consistent uh, description of glory in the Bible. But after this, it says that Moses and Elijah appeared to them and were talking with Jesus. So all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah are there. And we just discussed Moses and how Moses' face glowed. But now Moses is right there and Elijah is right there. And we haven't learned about Elijah much yet, but we will. But Elijah was one of the prophets, a great prophet. And he was actually the one that the people believed at that time was supposed to come first before Jesus did. So Moses and Elijah are suddenly there and they're talking with Jesus. And somehow the disciples knew that this was Moses and Elijah. They just knew. They were probably so overwhelmed with how much glory was happening at this particular moment. They probably knew that this was Elijah and Moses. So after this, in verse 4, 
Peter answers and says to Jesus, so the other two disciples are completely quiet, probably scared out of their minds, but Peter just starts flapping his lips and he's like, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, let's make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Now there's other versions of this story in the Bible that actually say Peter had no clue what he was saying. He was babbling because he was so afraid and so freaked out. But Peter starts babbling this, and all of a sudden, as he's still speaking, he's completely interrupted. All of a sudden, this huge bright cloud comes down, and God's voice just booms through the air. And he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So God cuts off Peter while Peter is speaking. And why do you think he did that? It's because Peter was equating Jesus to Moses and Elijah. And God comes down, interrupts Peter, and is like, No, this is my son, whom I am well pleased with. Listen to him. And isn't that fascinating? God needed to do that to show, look, these other two, as glorious as this entire scene might be, Jesus is the one who is the Messiah He is the one who is God in human flesh, and he is the one who needs to be listened to, and he should be put above Moses and Elijah, not to be equated with them, but put above. Peter and the other disciples were so afraid when they heard God's voice, just the overpowering glory of God's voice, that they fell They just fell straight down. They were so afraid. And this is also very consistent with how people react when they see God or see Jesus or see something else like an angel. They tend to fall down on their faces and be afraid. But this very, very typically happens, especially with God's presence, because God is just too much for humanity to really comprehend. We can't comprehend that amount of glory and power and everything else. We can't comprehend that. So when God's glory and power overwhelms us, typically the human response is to fall face down. And you will see that as we continue going through scriptures, how whenever God's presence comes near to people, they fall straight down because they just, they can't handle it. Once they fall face down and they hear this booming voice, this booming voice of God, Jesus touches the disciples and he's like, get up and don't be afraid. So it says they lift up their eyes, probably still scared out of their minds, and there's no one there except Jesus. And he's not transformed anymore. He's just Jesus again. He is Jesus in human flesh once again. So they're coming down from the mountain after this entire uh, life-changing experience happens to them. This was probably life-changing for them. Can you imagine going through something like that? This, this would have changed these three disciples forever. So they're coming down from the mountain and Jesus says to them, Okay, don't tell anyone about this transfiguration until after I die and rise again. And so they say to him, they're like, so if you really are the Messiah, because they know for sure now you are the Messiah, since you are the Messiah, how come the scribes and the Pharisees are saying that Elijah had to come first? And Jesus answers them and he's like, well, Elijah has come first. It says in verse 12, he says, Elijah has already come. They didn't recognize him, but they did to him whatever they wanted to. So they hurt him, they abused him, they mistreated him. And Jesus was talking about 
John the Baptist. John the Baptist was Elijah. He was the one that was saying, make a path for Jesus, for the Messiah. He's coming. And that's what John's entire ministry was, was telling people to repent of their sins and to turn away and to make a path for Jesus. That was John's entire mission. He was the Elijah. And so Jesus says, Elijah already came. No one recognized him. And as they did to Elijah, the son of man will also suffer by them. So he's predicting his death to his disciples once again and saying, you know, Elijah had this horrible thing happen to him, Elijah being John the Baptist. And, you know, they did to him whatever they wanted. They imprisoned him. They mistreated him. They beheaded him. And they, they didn't believe him. As they treated him, I am going to be treated the exact same way. And we talked a little bit about John the Baptist's death a, a while back. But one thing I had mentioned briefly was that John's life was kind of a reflection of Jesus's life. So when John the Baptist died, it was kind of a reflection showing how Jesus was going to die. He was going to be mistreated and not believed and insulted and all sorts of different things. So John the Baptist really did mirror Jesus Christ in a lot of different ways. So it says in verse 13 to conclude that finally the disciples understood that Jesus spoke about John the baptizer to them. So now finally, at the end of this, the disciples have a very good understanding that Jesus is in fact the Messiah and God's son, and that John the baptizer was the one who was portrayed as Elijah to the nations. So friends, this was Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13. Join me on Thursday and we will discuss more about this chapter. Honestly, we'll probably finish it up on Thursday. So join me then 6 a.m. And also uh, tune in tomorrow at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Genesis. We are going to be discussing the very first day of my favorite character in the Bible, other than Jesus, of course, which is Joseph. I just love Joseph's story and I love talking about it. So I am very hyped up to talk about Joseph tomorrow. So join me then at 6 a.m. I'm just so excited about it. I can't wait. I wanted to apologize for those of you who follow me on the blog. I did not get to a blog post on Saturday. Sometimes I just don't get to them. I've been quite busy these past couple weeks with uh, just preparing different things and I've taken on a little bit more responsibilities um, just in general, not even with P40 Ministries, but all over the place. So I'm a little bit busier than I was originally. So sometimes I don't get to those blog posts, but I do enjoy writing them. They are one of my passions. I love writing the blog posts. So hopefully I will get back to those very quickly and have one ready for you on Saturday. So make sure to go to my website, www.p40ministries.com and take a look at the new blog post I will be coming out with this Saturday. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy listening and God bless.